We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Nolan Cruz, what's your favorite fruit? Pineapple. You know, I'm offended, just to be honest with you. Really <laughs> offended by it. Yeah. I'm going to come for you. I think you should be canceled. I'm coming for everything you built. Yeah. yeah. I am disgusted, Danny. Afternoons on the score. I don't know. Y'all asked me that, what, last week? Somebody asked me that last week. I'm still like, bro, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? I get y'all got everybody coming out. What, it's like two of them? I don't think they better than Justin, so they cool. They cool. DJ Moore is like, I'm over 1,000 yards on the season. <laughs> I got no problem with that guy. I got to tell you, they're, Justin feels... One thing about him, man, it, we still see those those skills, the high ceiling skills from him, and he certainly hasn't putting it all together. Those tantalizing. Oh yeah, I mean, titillating. With, skills. Like like the 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 throw to Tunyon, just like watching that, like the the power behind that football. I and know the that, ease, the ease, and I know he's thrown some wobblers this mm. year. I mean, there has been spiral issues at times with Justin Fields, but. He's got a big arm, and the you know the Cole Komet touchdown pass 
was was just beautiful. Like not yeah. not just escaping, but like I, the one thing about Justin Fields, like if if I just picked one thing, and there there are lots of things that we've picked on Justin Fields for, and I'm certainly complicit in all of that. But that presence of mind is really starting to to kick in. Where I mean, he even said it that last year he would th- he would take off and run quote. For no reason, for no reason, like, and that that was I thought was a huge admission. This year, a lot of the times we have seen him run to throw the football, getting mm-hmm. right up to the line of scrimmage and making plays this year. And you know, we saw him do the Houdini act two weeks ago. Uh, we saw it with the Cole Komet touchdown, and to be able to have the presence of mind to make the throw. So he still does things, and I still see things that are eye-popping from him. But for whatever reason, it's all averaged out to, quite frankly, an average quarterback. Yeah, and the even that moment, the Cole Komet play, what my favorite part was, because there are aspects of that that you know we have seen Justin Fields evade tacklers before. We've seen Justin Fields throw at that awkward body angle where like Chase Daniels talking about where he's rolling left and he's able to still, he's got the laxity in his hips to be able to get his shoulders squared around and have velocity and accuracy on the move, rolling left and throwing back across his body, which is impressive and it's worthy of highlight reels. We've been watching him do that. He's capable of that since his rookie season. I'm I'm forgetting who the tight end was on a, or maybe it was even last year, the rain-drenched day. But was it the San Francisco game last year where he had a play that was kind of similar to that? Oh, but yeah. we, we've seen Justin Fields capable of that, some of those Herculean things. What I loved about the Cole Komet touchdown pass was the fact that as he felt Miles Garrett, who just immediately at the snap of the football was just in the backfield in a flash. Hey, you know, credit Braxton Jones. Yeah, shout out to you. You get beat on occasion by maybe the best defender in football. That is going to happen. But when Justin did – get away from Miles Garrett, and he started running in one direction, and he's looking, and somehow Miles Garrett is still there. So, all right, I'm going to turn around and go back in the other direction. But as he's running away from the Cleveland defense, he had two hands around the football the entire mm, time. Mm. We, we've heard how topical it is, of course, yeah. with good reason, yes. the fumbling issues that Justin Fields Big has time. had. And in that moment, he had two hands around the football the entire time time that he's evading the initial rusher the best defender in football and then spinning around and then reversing field running back in the opposite direction and has two hands as he's extending the play allowing his tight end to go into scramble rules and then at the moment where he recognizes all right I've kept this passing temperament here the moment of truth has arrived then he takes the other hand off the football and goes into passing mode and and throws a touchdown pass now you know uh, on the whole it was not an impressive day for the Bears' offense. But as far as just like evaluating Justin Fields and whether or not there are signs of improvement, that's not just a sign. That is tangible improvement. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing even in that moment, it's the style of play that we've seen him capable of making before. But as far as the minutia of quarterbacking, one of the things I talked to Chase Daniel about, the I, I don't know what the, the snap-to-throw timing was in that game, but the consistency of that, just when he received the football from the center, from Lucas Patrick, the amount of time it took the football to get out of his hands, that had to be one of the quickest in total of Justin Fields' career. That could have been another nine-sack game if he wasn't consistently getting the football out of his hands with quickness, with rhythm. You would love more of the passes to be completed. There's no doubt about that. But there are signs that if the Bears didn't have the number one overall pick, as we've talked about on this station, of course, that it would feel like more of an obvious decision because there is definitive improvement that's being made at quarterback. 
the unfortunate thing is where, you know, I think if you drop, drop Justin Fields in Philadelphia or in San Francisco, I, I think he would be thriving in those environments sure. because I don't think if you dropped Jalen Hurts or dropped Brock, Brock Purdy here in Chicago that they would be flourishing with the situation the Bears have presented in recent seasons. But it's not allowed. You know, yeah. we can't just play yeah. the, you know, the shell yeah, game with the quarterbacks. We, we they are we where they are. Yep, yep. And so with the situation that Fields has been in, then is it worthy of additional patience there? The patience is thwarted a bit because it's another season with the number one overall pick. Yep, discernible improvement is what we've been looking for. And quite frankly, even if Justin Fields is not here, you still want that type of guy. Because in this NFL, you do need somebody who is elusive, Mm -hmm. at least, um, if not really fast like Justin Fields is. So a lot of the traits he has is the quarterback type that I want with the Bears, but I just want this this particular quarterback to be just a little bit mm-hmm. better. Right. This is the Parkins and Spiegel show on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score that is Big Ant Anthony Heron. I am Mark Grody. We're filling in for the guys. The phone lines, I guess, are open. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Because there's a couple people on there. So if you want to jump huh. in here, feel free. You want to talk to the simpletons? Well, that, whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, are you going to really, really turn do that? that? Do I have to explain this now every single? I hour? don't think so. Are I you, mean, you know, if they tune in earlier, or they should make sure they, if they haven't downloaded the Odyssey app yet, they can hit rewind and hear earlier. There have been multiple explanations given for why you feel like our listeners are simpletons. So I think it's worthy of a what? listen. Wow, it is not all of the listeners. <laughs> It is just a select few who take personal shots. And so my personal shot. I think shot, you should let him rewind it, man. Yeah, you you explained it well All right, earlier. Go ahead. Yes, it was hot. It got hot up in here. Yeah, let me unzip a little bit, man. It's the warm first in this hour studio. of the show, it did. But no, I do not think the score listening audience are filled with simpletons. Just, just some of the ones. Specifically the overnight guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. Right. You've dealt with them a lot over uh, the years. By the way, uh, Sean Sears, we may just be doing a Les Grobstein overnight special. Ooh, I've heard. I've heard for the the, the 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 grapevines here a little bit here. The Les Vines. Yeah, uh, he might be. Uh, we might be doing one. Right. Of not not confirmed yet, but stand by. It could be happening. And it's our, a newer type of situation. <laughs> and our, our are we breaking news that we're allowed to break? Well, our two a.m. guest is going to be Anthony Heron. He's going to be live in studio. <laughs> you definitely broke Come something. On, I didn't man. know about that. <laughs> news to me. Uh, before the break, we were we were talking about so if. Let's say the Bears do go with the option of keeping Justin Fields as their probably starting quarterback, but you draft Caleb Williams or you draft Drake May, or maybe just throw it up there and say that would be a quarterback competition. And the the question is, how would that go over in the locker room? Like what, what because of all the support for Justin Fields, would you divide the locker room? Would that be just a big pain in the butt? Jalen Johnson was on the score on this particular show yesterday, and he was asked that very question. Honestly, I think for us, it's one of those things where it's like we know what talks and speculations are. The real, the realistic side of the game of the business is the GM's job, honestly, is to replace – the coaches and the players with the best coaches and players they can. They're trying to build their best team, build the best form. So it's like we know and understand in a sense of the pressure and the realism of what we're doing. It's like I'm not just out here playing corner just to collect a check. No, I'm playing 
this game to keep my job because they're going and they have college scouts, they have free agent scouts that are looking to figure out who can we have to replace Jalen. And it's like, so with understanding nobody in a sense is expendable, like everybody can get replaced, everybody can get cut, anybody can get traded. It's like you know in a sense what the talks are in a sense above you. And I think for us in the locker room, it's like our job to build and get close with the group that we have. And we have, in a sense, to believe in everybody that's in the locker room because it's like at the end of the day, everybody's in that locker room for a reason. But as far as Justin goes, it's like he's our quarterback. Like we believe in Justin. We've seen Justin play at a high level. It's not like we just have a quarterback that we just see and just like, nah, he, he he's not it. Like, no, he's a guy to me that checks a lot of the boxes. And it's just like, we're only going to jail closer together. We're only going to defend him. We're only going to pump him up. We're only going to put what we have into him because he's our guy. He's a guy in the locker room. He's a guy that makes plays. He's a guy that leads us. He's a guy that takes everything on, in a sense, onto the chin. Like, if it's somebody who will step up further and say it's his fault, it's him. So, I mean, there's no no better, I feel like, reason for us to – go to bat with our quarterback than, than what we have in our locker room and what Justin has done for us and, and our team. But, I mean, just overall, I mean, we, we know what the talks are. Of course, the number one pick, we normally choose a quarterback. So it's like, yeah, there's talks. Are we just the best team? No. Has he just had his best all career year? No. So it's like we know what, in a sense, the talks are. But it's like as far as bringing it to the locker room, like, man, no, like y'all can – Keep that, in a sense, on Twitter. Keep that on social media, but don't bring that to our locker room and try to project what you guys are thinking on us and trying to create a story and, oh, okay, well, the guys are – we not feeling like nothing. We feeling like Justin is that guy. Yeah, I mean, right. There, There is support for him. I think – I assume it's genuine, but I think that as a public face, there's not, nobody's going to break bad on Justin Fields. You'd have to be extraordinarily bad for players to <laughs> – to start publicly breaking bad on a guy. But I think that I still got to watch that by oh, the way. You I haven't still gotten around haven't to it seen yet. it. That and Succession. But both those excite me and I just haven't I haven't made it happen yet. Yeah, I, I haven't I finished to. Succession. That's but you started shame it. Shame on me. Yeah, how is that possible? I started it and I haven't finished it. Like huh. and so yeah, that is that is the case. I've heard it described as addictive. So I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Someone really I don't know like I honestly I I I've not been good with episodic television because oh, okay. I I've, I've needed to know the ending in two hours, so I've been watching a lot more movies <laughs> than series. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the exception, you want closure? I want closure right away. With the exception being Fargo, it's Fargo is irresistible and is okay. might be one A or one B to mm-hmm. Breaking Bad for me. I just I Fargo is dark comedy. Mm. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I love dark comedy. And with the exception of closure being your watch that you still haven't gotten back that we were discussing earlier. Oh, that's right. And I think that was in transition. Yeah, maybe. I mean, how do you ask yeah. for a watch back? I mean, at this point, you, you don't want to open that door I think you deserve closure yeah, my, is what I think about oh, you. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I had closure. It doesn't have watch closure. I do miss the watch. Notice I don't. I don't have a watch on. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. We were talking about in transition about how when you're with somebody and mm. then – 
you break up with somebody and they still have some of your stuff. Well, there's a watch, a really nice watch. There's a watch, a jersey. Yeah, yes. I mean, who knows? Anybody on Twitch can see Sean's jersey. Uh, but fortunately, he seems to still be in a healthy-ish uh, relationship. Let's yeah. assume that's Yeah, no, the, no, I think case. he is. I yeah. think he is, and I know that you are as well. So that's very happy. What? Are oh, you yeah, we, we about to get upgraded. <laughs> All right, our household, man. Me and my wife have been together for, uh, what, 20 years wow. at this point? Oh, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been shopping around a little bit. We're about to upgrade some of the stuff here. Oh, man, I just hope you don't sell out and move to the suburbs man like everybody oh that's else. happening like i kind of did too though that's happening I moved out yeah to, I you're, moved you're not park. even like you know chicago gate became oak, oak park gate yeah, now he, he and i chicago both. groats we planned it man he, he get, got a house <laughs> and i got a condo and we live near yeah. so we're gonna see Gabe. actually gabe's gonna be in here a little bit later gabe ramirez and hub arkish hosting tonight we put out the the signal the gabe signal yeah. he's gonna respond and if you guys are listening you are you are cordially invited to join us for transition, both of you guys, okay, if, if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. If Anthony will have them. And you seem to have a negative reaction backstage uh, when, I, when I brought non-committal. up. Non-committal. Yeah, okay. You know, I, All right. Yeah. You know. Stand by. I'm not not sure, guys. Gabe I'm and, normally fond of both Gabe and Hub, but uh-huh. I didn't want to make any promises. I understand. I understand. You know, things we can may, change we over may, the course of a few hours. Might may not be in the mood for their act. I yeah. mean, when they come in, so we're, or we may just have so much to say. Uh-huh. What do you think right. about what Jalen Johnson just said? He is always compelling when he's. I mean, he's always compelling in front of a microphone. Period. But especially when he's on with with Danny and Matt, and they always, you know, do a great job kind of framing questions and trying to get, uh, you know, to elicit thoughtful responses and he is always very thoughtful with his responses he's willing to say things and he, he kind of takes a moment and measures it and and uh, thinks through things a bit and I don't take um what we heard from DJ Moore uh post game and on the morning show with Mully and Haw I don't take anything we've heard from Jalen Johnson um in in backing Justin Fields I don't take that to mean that if the Bears moved on from Justin Fields and brought in Drake May or Caleb Williams or anyone else that they wouldn't back that quarterback but Right now, Justin's their quarterback. And I I think back to a time in Atlanta. Like, I was with the Atlanta Falcons, and we went to the NFC Championship game in 2004. Uh-huh. And that was kind of like prime Mike Vick, where he was just sort of at the height of his playmaking powers. And he, he never, throughout his career, became a consistently refined passer. But there, there was an offense that Atlanta had put in place, you know, the, the zone run scheme that they were able to enhance with his running ability and – you know, Mike Vick as a run threat always gave opposing defenses fits for whether or not he was going to keep the ball and roll out the backside or if work done or, or TJ Duckett was going to have it and, and you know, keep Duckett. the football. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Todd Duckett. He was alone, uh-huh. man. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And, um, you know, it, whether it was in game or, or publicly with the media, as folks kind of, you know, even in Atlanta. And it's not, it's not the, uh, the pressure cooker that Chicago is as a sports market, but folks in Atlanta will have their questions about the development of Mike Vick as a quarterback, as a passing quarterback, and whether or not he had reached his ceiling or if there was more meat on the bone for that. And he was always a guy that the locker room was galvanized around, that players, you know, felt great about. He was always, you know, great to his teammates and everything else. And, you know, that backing that was there, that it reminds me of that to a certain extent. And at that point, by the time I was teammates with him in Atlanta, he was already on his second contract. He'd signed one of or maybe the biggest deal certainly one of the probably biggest deals the in nfl history yeah. at that point yeah probably a hundred million or something yeah, like that exactly yeah. exactly that was a rarity at yeah. that point it wasn't money that everybody was getting uh like now 250 now yeah right? exactly so i mean you know we we've seen this before and it's a team that is trying to build something together cole Komet has spoken to it a bit 
since the game also where they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot of losing. I've lost a lot of games in college. I lost a lot of games in the NFL. Got to win games in college. Got to win games in the NFL. When you're going through the process of trying to build something, you want to feel like those of you who've had this shared experience of the shared experience of losing, the shared experience of now being in the process of building something together, of growing together with this organization, it's easy to understand why Jalen Johnson and, and others have the public backing of Justin Fields, and they do see the, the work that he puts in on a daily basis. And, you know, in a team that's still, for the most part, fairly young and, and inexperienced in some spots, you know, he is one of the leaders on this roster while not being a – you know, an extremely vocal guy, a boisterous personality. He's calm, as you once said. Yes, He's a yes. calm guy. A very calm personality. And but, but the players, the team, still, you can tell, looks to Justin, looks for Justin, in some ways looks out for Justin because of, of everything that, that the Bears quarterback always has on them. And, you know, it is in a different way than, than the way things went with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, and I think everyone was always hopeful for Mitch to develop some of the, the intangibles that were there and the the respect of the locker room, maybe the additional machismo that kind of comes with being a pro quarterback. I don't think even that – and that Bears team was more veteran-laden and Mitch was always viewed as kind of the young, up-and-coming guy. And even though they won at a high level in 2018 with Trubisky as the quarterback, it never felt like the locker room kind of galvanized around him in the same way that they have with Justin Fields. But – you know, when you're going through something difficult, when you've lost a lot of games together, it can go either way. It can fracture things at a certain point, and guys can start looking out for themselves a little bit more. It certainly doesn't feel like that's what's happening with this team. And, you know, that that's a factor, I, I think, for Ryan Poles. But, you know, it, it's all this just this, this formula that he's got to sort of piece together of how much of that does matter versus whether or not I feel like Justin Fields, who is, as we were talking about, improving – but is he improving at the rate that I want to see for next season when I got a number one pick in the draft waiting on me? That's it. That's that's just it. I mean, we've gone through the the differences from you know from the first time he played Cleveland to this game, and the fact that he uses his legs to throw the football. But it just it, the, the increments haven't been jumpy enough. They have not they have not arrowed up quite enough yet. But that doesn't mean that the ceiling still isn't there. More importantly. T.J. Duckett, Todd Duckett? Is Todd it, Duckett. slip that in there? Yep. Todd? Okay. Uh-huh. Todd. So, so did everybody on the team call him Todd? No, nah, everybody called him T.J. Oh, still T.J., but, uh-huh. he, but he was Todd Duckett. Right, right. Okay. I love hearing stuff like that. He didn't <laughs> know, know that he was a Todd. What's the, what does the, the J stand for? Todd I, James? I assume Junior. Ju- I've oh, never asked him. Okay. But I, I that assume was back, he was a Todd Junior. That was back in the era when you didn't put the junior on. It was just a few select people. Ken uh-huh. Griffey Jr. Right. Or, or the senior. Or if the you senior. Will. Now people are adding senior yeah. to things. I think the only – Is Javon Dexter a senior? Uh, oh, yeah. I think he is. Yeah. The, the other only one that I remember being a senior on the Bears was Tashawn Gibson. Mm. Uh, he was a Tashawn Gibson senior. Okay. But right. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. But uh-huh. Steve Smith junior. Sr. popularized it yeah. a few years Oh, he's like, it's okay to be a senior. We don't yeah. all have to be yeah, juniors. Right. <laughs> right. Is he – I wonder, now that Javon Dexter – is, you know, not only have his snaps increased a little bit, but his playmaking has certainly increased as well. And I don't know for sure. You're over there. You're around it. 
he strikes me from what I've seen is there there may be a more bubbly personality in there. I don't know if he's Tevin Jenkins, mm. but I'll be curious for you just in moving forward in your time over there at Hallis Hall if there's if there's something that develops there where where Javon Dexter Senior if there's something you can kind of get out of him to have some of your goofball antics over there. <laughs> I do like talking to Javon Dexter uh, Senior, but he's still pretty serious finding his he's way. A rookie, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he sits right. over there by by Justin Jones and uh-huh. he keeps it serious Soaking over there. It all in. So I think he's playing. I think Javon Dexter, in terms of how he's handled the media, yeah. has played it perfectly mm-hmm. so far. Like, like Tevin was far more serious as a rookie than he has become over the last couple of seasons, No, right? he, he was, but you could see the openings even okay. in Tevin Jenkins' yeah. rookie year. You uh-huh. can definitely see the openings. Um, I, I said we'd take a call or two. Oh, okay. I think we have time to take one call at least. Is that all right? Okay. Let's take uh, Sean in Romeoville. Hi, Sean. You're on the Parkinson Spiegel Show with Bing Ant Mark Grody. Oh, hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good, Sean. How you doing, man? All right. Good. My voice is a little hoarse, so. Yeah, it's going around. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, as I sat here listening, I kind of kind of lost my steam a little bit. I realized uh, I, I got to kind of divest myself from this Justin Fields stuff because I, I don't know why. I just, I, I feel really emotional about his situation because I think he's a terrific kid, uh, a terrific athlete, uh, elite-level talent. And I'm just struggling with the fact that someone with that, with those skills, just didn't work out here. Um, and it and it bothers me when you hear people say, "If you dropped him," and I know we can't play that game, but I believe it. If he if you dropped him somewhere else, you know, like San Fran, or if he had Sean Payton, or you know, or wherever, that he would flourish. That that, that kind of bothers me because that that kind of says that. Well, then we need to, if there's someone out there like that. Who can develop actually develop a quarterback? And we need we need to see someone in here like that. But I, I don't know, man. It's just it's. I just think he's a terrific kid. He's got character. He's got grit. He's humble. Um, you know, he's accountable. He's tough. I mean, I, I mean, man. I I just hope that whoever we bring in here can overcome years and years of Bears quarterback ineptitude, and that's mm-hmm. asking a lot. It's just asking a lot when mm-hmm. you kind of have it in the building. And, I, you know, since you guys are giving me the time, you know, we, there are all these, like, talking tropes that we kind of stick with, like 36 starts or, you know, um, or you, you you need a quarterback you can win because of. Well, you know, I'm just going to give you an example. If you ever get a get the chance, look at Troy Aikman's numbers. They didn't necessarily win because of him, but they built one hell of a team around him. They yeah. had great coaching. And like you said, Mr. Mr. Heron, a terrific infrastructure. I mean, if you look at Flacco's numbers, his numbers are better than Aikman's, and he didn't have the weapons Aikman has. But they, but that's an example of how you can build around a guy, make him great, and win with him. And Troy Aikman's a, a you know, he, he's he's a, a Hall of Famer. So I mean, it's just again, I'm kind of all over the place because I love Justin. I I I I think it. I can understand. Uh, Pose wanting to go down swinging with his own guy. I have to respect mm-hmm. that. You know, if you're going to go down swinging, you know, even if May or Williams is a bust, at least he can say, "Hey, I picked my quarterback and I and I and I went down swinging with him." So I I can respect that. I just thanks for the call, man. Yeah, it's a good call. Appreciate the the emotion. I mean, look, he he he's not been good enough in fourth quarters. That's still a big thing for mm-hmm. Justin Fields, but. I think that I could probably sum it up in two words. Like you're saying, Justin Fields has irresistible skills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that, like the skill set is there. 
the actual quarterback being a complete quarterback and everything that goes into it, the physical, the mental, everything is not completely there yet. And I'll let me retweet this. Let's see. I'm assuming as I got uh, Connor O'Donnell put this out from transition, just part of the conversation oh, no. that we were having about the the overall infrastructure of the team because it would. I, I could I, Bears fans, I would think, would would likely be at some point upset if they if they do see a situation where Justin Fields is, you know, he, if they move on from Justin and he goes somewhere else, Atlanta or wherever, and he begins to thrive there. And it's it's never that simple. Like the Falcons aren't a team that consistently has greatness at QB either. But there are certainly some teams that just win at a high level regardless of who's in that spot. And so when I use the term infrastructure, part of that, I saw some reaction on the text line. Yes, part of that is personnel. It will continue to be. It's a better roster this season. It should be an even better roster next year. Whether or not they trade the top pick, they're going to have assets to continue to bring additional talent in. And beyond the infrastructure, personnel-wise, but the coaching aspect of it, the the patience that may be necessary when you think about, you know, Andy Dalton got hurt, so Justin probably got thrust onto the field more quickly because of the Dalton injury, but there was a plan going in that they moved away from, just like with Mike Glennon. There was a plan going in with Mitchell Trubisky, and then a month in, everybody's hammering the Bears for being awful. All right, let's move on from this Mike Glennon guy and put this other rookie quarterback who's not ready for primetime yet in there. And some guys are prepared to be able to sustain you know, some level of competent play at that point. Others aren't. And I think we, we've seen a couple of examples here where a rookie season at quarterback, especially with Justin Fields, had some flashes, but you didn't see a guy who was ready for it yet. And now that they're starting to build some things up, the development arc, it, it can be it can be difficult to maintain patience with that again, and especially because the Bears will likely have the number one overall pick in the draft this next cycle. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why I think – that I think that Matt Eberflus is coming back. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you some audio evidence All right. to make the case that I think he's gonna come back next year. I'm intrigued. It's the Parkinson Spiegel Show with Mark Rody and Anthony Heron on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Critics call it Empire meets Nashville meets Succession. Afternoons on the score. Aww. And that's why I get married June 20th. Oh, that's yeah. that's the answer. Uh-huh. Okay. You want to share that or no. leave it? At, okay. Uh, they can rewind the Odyssey app. There you go. Right. We'll dump it, dump it, dump it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of our overnights. I just went directly back to filling in for Les Grobstein doing the overnights when I heard that song. It's like when you hear songs of the, of the overnight yeah. that it just kind of hits you okay. right there. So anyway... Um, Matt Eberflus. Oh, right. His yeah. job security has certainly been in question. I almost forgot what you teased. Uh, I was no. actually really ready to hear this. Uh, no, I know. So the flus, will he stay or will he go? No, 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 no. My best guess is that he will be back, that right. Matt Eberflus will be back. And I know that a lot of people are driving off the road <laughs> right <What>? now. <laughs> no doubt. And here is the reason. I take you back to November 1st, November 1st. Of what year? Of this year, of 2023. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a good question. Yeah. That, this is when the Bears. So last month. Yeah. This is when the Bears were 2-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Things were going really poorly. <laughs> this is when 
Allen Williams was dismissed from the Bears organization. Ah. For or did he actually? I don't even remember. He, he got fired. He was allowed to resign. Yeah, he, he's he's gone. Yeah. Something suspect occurred, and Allen Williams was no more. So lots of weird suspect things are happening in the building. So much so that Ryan Poles felt compelled to come and speak to the media masses to explain what's going on with the Chicago Bears. So, and it did get to a point where amidst all the chaos, Ryan Poles, Bears general manager, was asked about the job that Matt Eberflus is doing. What I see on a, every, every day where I see him address the team and I see his approach through adversity, it is stable, man. And I know in the outside world it doesn't look like that. And I know it looks like we're far away, but this dude comes in every day and just keeps chipping away. He has high integrity. The people that he brings in here, he's done the work to make sure that they're the people they're supposed to be. Again, we hold that standard. If it doesn't follow that and, and, and people aren't acting that way, they're not here. But the way that he holds, holds everything down here is incredible for how loud it is, how tough it is. I mean, this team, you could watch them. They fight. I know this past weekend wasn't great, but you can't watch that team and be like, oh, they're going to fold. Most teams fold. And they're not folding. It's been hard. It's been really hard, especially from where we started last year, trying to build this and do it the right way. What I see from him on a daily basis and how he gets his team ready on a weekly basis, to me, I see a grown man that has leadership skills to get this thing out of the hole and into where it needs to be. So, again, that's November 1st this year. The Bears were 2-6 and six at the time. The bleep was hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Poles with what I felt was – a legitimate praising of the head coach. And I have, I think we've all heard the commitment, non-commitment to coaches in the past or the dreaded vote of confidence. I think it's been called in the past where you don't necessarily detect sincerity. I did detect sincerity in Ryan Poles' voice going to bat for his head coach. So if Ryan Poles truly does have autonomy, and I realize that there's a lot to be taken account in account between November 1st and and today. I will get to the flus here in just a second, but it sounds to me like that's a guy who probably would be interested in keeping his head coach for at least another year, for at least the start of next season. What did you hear? Ryan Poles, I think he certainly strikes me as a as a people person, he seems to value relationships. I don't think he, especially as someone who went through this transactionally as a player in the not-too-distant past, he seems to be someone who values that aspect of it, the, the human capital that's a part of this, while at the same time, uh, he, I think he wants to be as, pra- as pragmatic about his decisions as he can be. And then, of course, he now has Kevin Warren overseeing things as well. So I believe everything that Ryan Poles just said was 100% genuine, while at the same time, that was the halfway point of the season. And so the evaluation of Matt Eberflus has continued and presumably will continue in the closing weeks of the season, just like if at any point, well, I mean, we can go back to the preseason, I suppose, where he gave a ringing endorsement of Justin Fields. That didn't mean that Justin Fields was going to continue on as his quarterback in perpetuity either. But I don't think he's ever given the ringing endorsement of Justin Fields. I think he's said like that he's a great leader mm-hmm. and a great guy, first guy in, last guy out, but in terms of 
the skill set, I think that he's been a little bit – I have not heard that endorsement for Justin Fields that I just heard from Matt Eberflus. I think, I think that's fair. And the situations are, of course, different where – you know, if if he were willing to talk about Justin Fields in those glowing terms and, and the same way he spoke about Matt Eberflus, then that would mean he's ready to give him, you know, a big-time contract of nine figures or something like that. And so Justin Fields' performance hasn't earned that, while at the same time he, he is endorsed, even talking about last year, the Chase Claypool move, and even when he has addressed the media since they moved on from Chase Claypool, because that – Chase Claypool seems like so long ago. He was on the Bears this season, That's right? That's pretty I mean, amazing. You know what I mean? So but that, that seems like eons ago when oh, we were man. still talking about Chase Claypool man, being I, a, a bit yeah, of a malcontent I'm here. There, I'm sitting there in camp like, oh, man, Chase Claypool is going to be something this year. <laughs> I mean, I sure wish he'd stop starting fights, but they're, <laughs> right? they're, they're, they're targeting when him. When they throw him the ball, he catches it, and it's a big body, and he's fast and everything else. But in at whatever point since then that he has addressed Chase Claypool with you guys who were there at Hallis on a consistent basis, he has said, he has pointed to – Justin's development last year and Justin said I don't remember if he used the word earning or not but feeling like Justin had played at a level last season that earned the additional support that a talent like Chase Claypool could provide him last year so yes he he hasn't given fields to the media or publicly or anywhere an endorsement as ringing as what we just heard him give to Matt Eberflus I think that that's completely explainable and understandable but he has talked about how impressed he has been with Justin Fields while also when asked about it, pressed upon it, has talked about what he believes Justin Fields needs to continue improving upon as a quarterback from within the pocket and being decisive and accurate and all those other things that would go with with the the progression, the development of a passing quarterback from within the pocket, which everyone, to the discussion we were having earlier, would agree needs to continue here. But to the Matt Eberflus aspect of it, I – I, I, I don't know yet that I believe Eberflus is definitively back next season. Now, whatever it was three weeks into the year, like going into that Thursday night game when folks were talking about his job security, I, I always felt like that was silly because it was so early in the second year and you hadn't even had an opportunity to really evaluate Matt Eberflus in leading a better roster, let alone then add Montez Sweat into his defense and everything else. So I've said it on this station and other places. I I never thought Matt Eberflus's job was in any real jeopardy going into that Thursday night game in the way that everything was being discussed back then. But now we're deeper into the season. Yeah, we are. And we we have the the remaining weeks here. And there's been a lot, uh, a month and a half since that November 1st press conference, that sound we just played. There's been additional leads that have been lost in the fourth quarter. And that to me is intriguing in whether or not because that could be viewed. These, what is it now, four double-digit fourth-quarter leads or something like that? Yeah, uh, like a historic amount four, yeah. of, of fourth-quarter double-digit leads have been lost by the Bears. And you could look at that as a sign that the team is definitively closer and getting better and playing at a higher level. And every game since Denver, every game aside from the Chargers game, the Bears have played winning-caliber football but still lost more of those games than they won. So you could look at that and say, that's a sign we're getting better. Yeah. You could also look at it and say, that is coaching malpractice. Right. You know, no, that's true. It depends on which yeah. end of the spectrum you want to come at it from. And, and, hey, I mean, I'm not putting money on Matt Eberflus coming back. I'm just kind of reading what Ryan Poles feels. And we don't know. I mean, that that you know, 
the, the mighty Kevin Warren factor. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it, will he allow Ryan Poles to make that decision? That's something that we don't know yet. And a good text from the 630, the endorsement of Justin Fields was was trading the number one pick last year. That that was a bit of an endorsement. Mm. I mean, I mean, and Ryan Poles said, somebody absolutely has to blow me away mm. at this combine and throughout the scouting process for me to move on from Justin Fields. So it wasn't a full-throated endorsement, but it certainly was some confidence in his quarterback. When we come back here, we'll play Matt Eberflug Loose. I asked. I asked Luce. I said, "Did you do you feel safe based on that very quote you just heard from Ryan Poles?" We'll play that for you next here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Jump, dump them, dump them, dump them. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. The afternoon show. The police of six seventy. The score. Afternoons on the score. It is the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mark Rody, Anthony Heron. In for the guys. Speegs will be back on Thursday and Friday. Danny will be back after the new year. Be back next year in 2024. Just check my calendar. I'm, I'm in with Speegs on Friday. Oh, are so you? I'll be okay. back here Friday, too. <laughs> I believe yeah. I am in with uh, Gabriel Ramirez tomorrow. Nice. Gabe and I will be doing the, right. the G&G show. We'll be going on tomorrow um, at, from 2 to 6. That was your so, Swirsky, I said. That was it. Well, okay. Berg, um, so <laughs> the uh, oh, Gabe will be in tonight as well with Hub Arkham. With Hub. Those uh-huh. guys will be uh-huh. rocking and rolling. Do they have a full show? Are they 6 to 9? 6 to 9? I guess we'll find out. Yes, they yes. are. Yeah, you got a full so six, show. Nine o'clock tonight. So this ain't stopping mm-hmm. at six o'clock. Just before we went to break, we we played Ryan Poles giving what I thought was a legitimate endorsement of Matt Eberflus. And again, it's back on November first. Bears were two and six. Dallin Williams had just been fired or whatever happened to him. A lot of things have happened since. A lot of things still go into the evaluation process. But it sure sounded like a guy who would not want to be separated from that head coach. <laughs> Um, on December 4th, um, this was the bye week for the Bears after the Minnesota win, before before the Detroit win. The Bears were 4-8 and eight at the time, and I asked Matt Eberflus the following question. You said in the past that you understand the speculation about your job, but Ryan Poles has been nothing but praising the work that you've done. That said, do you feel safe? Because Ryan Poles has been always stood up for you. Yeah, what you can focus on is leadership, right? And the first rule of leadership is leading yourself, right? So uh, come to work every day, um, you know, put the plans together, offense, defense, special teams, lead the football team, um, help the leadership council, lead the football team as well. Um, Because, you know, true leadership comes from within. And uh, I, I think it's really what you focus on. And that's put your best foot forward every single day. Just do what you do every day, right? I guess that's what Matt Eberflus is saying. I'm just going to come to work every day. I'm going to continue to lead and and do what I do. But it was he answered it. I mean, that's not a very satisfying answer, hmm. but he answered it confidently. He answered it in a very Eberflusian way. I guess you also, could say that. Because yeah. even back you know earlier in the season, when I, I was telling like Gabriel Mayers and Cassie Carlson, who I do Bears Unleashed with yes. on Fridays, Cassie. earlier in the year, started talking quite a bit about the way that Matt Eberflus's approach can have benefit in the struggles, all the struggles that we saw earlier in the season when the Bears were in the doldrums on both sides of the ball, where the offense wasn't moving, the defense wasn't stopping anyone, the pass rush was a rumor, no one on the Bears' defensive front was anywhere near the opposing QB, all the DBs are hurt. You're like, man, how, how does this squad get better? And as you guys were asking Matt Eberflus about that, he just kept talking about the, the consistency of, of showing up, doing the work, 
practicing, you know, executing and, and doing the fundamentals of the job and making sure that the players know where they need to improve at those fundamentals and all those things that sound very mundane and very boring. But that is how you improve at things. You know, you, you don't just show up and say, all right, here's, here's all the magic plays, you know, on, on either side of the ball. Now, when there's a version of things that you see has the best opportunity at success, then you should try to consistently work those things in. But, you know, calling the blitz doesn't necessarily just fix everything on defense. When you call a blitz, somebody's got to be in the right position for those coverage responsibilities on the back end of it. They've got to time up the blitz based off recognition of the the snap count and the cadence and, and where the hole in the protection may end up to actually get heat on the quarterback when you're trying to get home. But those are things that just take reps over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. You tell him, Flues. Right. And so yeah. that's, that's a part of what's made him such a successful defensive coach throughout his football journey. Whether or not Matty Reflues can become a – successful head coach in the NFL or, or frankly anywhere. This is our first look at Matt Eberflus as a head coach at any level of the sport. Like I said earlier, I think he's better now than he was earlier this season, certainly than he was last year. But I, I think that that evaluation is is still ongoing. Oh, and yeah. we, there, there's yeah. a lot to, to I, see if he's going to prove he can do it at I, this level. I do think that that's the case. And look, there's been some really, really bad – I mean, the, the fact – the way they started the – the 38-20 loss to the Green Bay Packers – after you know a full off season of optimism, and right. this is year two, right. and you lay an egg against that team without Aaron Rodgers, that was hor- I mean, the zero and four start was horrid. That mm. that looked like a team that wasn't ready out yep. of the shoot. And I don't know if there's any more things that are more indicting mm-hmm. than seeming like you're not ready to go. Now there was a ton of injuries, but that right. that throughout camp. But that injury report got deleted to just about zero <laughs> once the regular season started. Mm-hmm. So 0-4 was bad. Obviously, the first game at Detroit, the that horrible thing that occurred there. Um, we know the Denver loss was horrid. But then you had the the Detroit win, which was a revelation. The wa- Actually, the Washington win was more of the revelation. That's when Montez Sweat was still on the Washington Commanders, right. by the way, right. when they had all of their yep. players still so you know and I I don't know the Minnesota win hmm, I don't know I felt like there was more critiques to come out of that 12 to 10 victory than there I mean a win is a win Mm -hmm. but that was the day where they scored three points off of four turnovers or something like that (laughs) so there there have been a lot of indicting losses for sure and he is under the microscope just like Justin Fields just like Luke Getze just just like everybody on the coaching staff. I, I believe Ryan Poles. He certainly wants Matty Bufloos to succeed for obvious reasons. That's the first hire he's ever made as the general manager of a ball club in the National Football League. He wants Matty Bufloos to succeed. He will have to have all the details and evaluate things adequately to, to determine whether or not Bufloos is the guy that should continue leading going forward, leading this this franchise and all the other factors about quarterback. And if you're drafting that guy, do you want this head coach to be the one in his third year in a It'll probably be a must-win season. If even Flues comes back next year, it'll be now the third quarterback in a row who's got a coach who should be viewed as needing to win at a high level, and he'll be saddled with a rookie quarterback in doing so. So there's a lot of factors in it. We have been nonstop Bears since this show started, since transition. We're going to take a Bears break in a couple of minutes because there was another awesome Bulls yeah. win last night. 
at the 18 and 8. Been waiting to talk some bulls. Sean wouldn't let me for some reason. So we're finally getting yeah, around to it. I don't it. like the bulls. They're going to be stupid. <laughs> Anybody on twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. You can see Sean showed up in a bulls jersey to work today. A Kobe White was the talk of transition, too. I came into the room just getting railroaded here. Yeah, you were, man. You front runner. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Bulls next with Joe Cowley from the Chicago Sun Times on the Parkinson Spiegel show on the score. Big time onions. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.